I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. It's a massive honour being captain of this country. The closer it gets, the more I'll think about it. Until the journey begins. We'll be coming! We'll be coming! We'll be coming! This is the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. We have to look to reach our level of performance. I believe that we can get results against most teams. Go Scotland! And you know who's with us now at five here in Glasgow's own Go Radio, Scotland's greatest ever footballer is joining us now. It's Sir Kenny Dalglish. Kenny, good evening. Paul, I think you've got the wrong person. Oh, Kenny Dalglish, sorry. <laughs> Quick, Barry, give me another Kenny we can mention. <laughs> oh, Kenny, it's great you're joining us in the show. Thanks for taking the call. You joined us earlier in the year. Can you believe, Kenny, 23 years have gone since we were last in a major tournament and we're uh, three days away from Scotland against the Czech Republic? Ah, but that's including COVID as well, so don't worry about it. <laughs> 23 don't seem so bad. But the lads have done a great job getting there. The qualification was, was difficult and they've done really well. And as the competition's progressed, I think also we have improved as well. I think Stevie's got uh, a stronger squad of players to choose from now than what he had at the beginning. And when you look at the number of players, the Scottish players that seem to be playing in the Premiership and the the the, the greater the standard they play, the better chance we have of having a decent team. And I think we've got a decent team now. And obviously, so many players now playing uh, in the Premier League in England. And it's been some time since we've had people at that level in the Scotland squad. Yeah, and as I say, the higher the level you play, the better the, the better the international team's going to be, the more quality. But the lads have done brilliantly in England and getting Che Adams to join up with the Scottish squad as well was a bonus. Then you look at the other end, you've got a couple of youngsters and Billy Gilmer from Chelsea. You've got Nathan Patterson coming in from, from Rangers. It looks like a few very good players. So I think there's a lot of positivity around about the squad. How excited are you, Kenny, for the, the Euros? Yeah, we always get excited, but you also get a bit nervous, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, for us, the first game is the Czech Republic who we've already beaten but we just have to wait and see how we go and it's there's not going to be anything dis, uh, definitive after the first game for anybody mm-hmm. but you can sit, make it slightly easier for yourself uh, if you get a positive result Kenny Douglas live on Go Radio Mark Guidi's here Barry Ferguson too guys it's great to hear the King on Glasgow Station yeah it's brilliant uh, thanks for joining us Kenny just on on Stevie Clark, obviously, I know you. You know him well. You took him to Liverpool, one of your your, your first signing when you went back there the, the second time as manager. Just give us a wee insight to, to to Steve the person and and Steve the coach. No, 
it's good to talk to you, Barry, as well. Yeah, uh, how you doing? Long time, long time no see, but no matter, we're still breathing. That's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stevie, Stevie was, was was really popular because the the, the organisation that his training was brilliant. There was nobody hanging about waiting to know what drills they were doing or what functions we were doing. Everything was done and dusted and organised before we stepped out onto the pitch. So he he, he knows what he's what he's doing, he knows what he's about, and the most important thing for players, as you know yourself, is the enjoyment you get from training. And the, the, the players at Liverpool really enjoyed working with him, and I'm sure the Scottish boys will say exactly the same thing about him. But to step up from the coaching as well and to be choosing his own teams, uh, I think he's done a fantastic job. The two years he had at Kilmarnock, uh, when the Scottish job became available, it was, I mean, they'd have been there have been insane no to offer him the job or at least speak to him because what the job he did at Kilmarnock was superb as well. So we've got a good guy at the helm there. And we've got, as we said earlier, we've got better players coming through and stronger players. And I think that can only help us, Barry. Kenny, I just, you mentioned the name Billy Gilmore. Um, obviously, I've, I've seen him a number of times on the TV playing for, for Chelsea. I guess you're the same. How far do you think he can go? Well, it depends on how he gets back over this, this injury that he had. I know he's back playing, running about, and he, he was his usual self. But before he got it, he played really well against Liverpool in a game uh, at, at Stamford Bridge. And although there's no the, the greatest physique in the world, but the wee man can get about the pitch, and, and he's, he's got a bad habit of passing to people with the same colour of jersey on his <laughs> self. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, I think he'll have a great future. As I think Nathan Parson will have a great future at Rangers as well. He looks half decent. So, if we keep churning out one or two youngsters to go with the established ones, it can only help us, and it can only help the younger players as well. Mm. Yeah, just a quick one going off the football. How's Paul? Ah, he's all right. Uh, he's as far away from us as what he can possibly <laughs> get. I think he's in Miami, so... Uh, his team's uh, his team's gone well they're alright they've got the first season in this new league and uh, he's done well and he's really happy good tell him I was asking for him I will do give him all the best from us that's obviously your son Paul and Kelly we see so much on the telly and on the radio as well so when we're not on go we tune in to her what? Mark Kenny yeah Paul, and just Paul, I, I don't think you've ever seen Kelly on the radio <laughs> I, I was in the stu- I, I was in the studio once. I'll pick you up on that. I should have known. That's a very Abby, good. You never saw. You never saw her on the radio. All right, did you? one nil Douglas. Can I get one of the radios that you've got? <laughs> Fair uh, trust, trust us, Kenny. You don't want to see us three now. <laughs> trust me. Trust me on that. One thing about Stevie as well. When you know previous managers, Scotland managers, you know, had a problem kind of fitting in Kieran Tierney and, and, and Andy Robertson what best to do with the two of them because both you know <clears throat> excellent and Stevie solved that and they both look so comfortable together Kenny you know if it's Kieran on the, the left side of a three and, and Andy getting up and down the, the, the left hand side how positive is that to see the two of them thriving together yeah well that's your two best players arguably that we've got so we had to fit them in somewhere and it helped I think it helped Stevie a bit because Arsenal started playing with three at the back in a lot of the games. Mm. So Tierney was the natural choice to go there. 
And Andy's Andy's been superb. He's joined Liverpool to the date to the last game of the season this year. He's been superb. And the two of them, really, they, they combine. And sometimes Andy will, will take Tierney and knock him in. He goes overlapping past Andy, which is good. So the two of them, the more they play together, the greater their understanding will be. And if I was playing against them, I think I would be trying to go down the other side of the pitch and not being disrespectful to the boys playing there. I would want to stay away from those two because they're really strong and they're good defensively as well. Yep, they are, they are, they're solid. And Andy as well, obviously, you know, watching every week um, from Liverpool, as much as we all know about his ability as a footballer, Kenny, but as a person in two, he's been a fantastic ambassador for Scotland and, and leading his country as a captain so well. We're seeing that he's given the, the boys all gifts there as well um, down at the training camp in, in Middlesbrough. And um, he's just been a, a joy for to be to see a Scottish person doing so well. Well, the only gift he gave me was his autobiography. Did he sign it? He signed it, aye, and it was joined up right as well. <laughs> no, he's got... They've got a really strong dressing room at Liverpool, and he's part of that uh, with Jordan Henderson, Milner, Virgil van Dijk. It's a really good place to be, and the, the Liverpool lads, even at the start of COVID, were straight out. Jordan Henderson was a captain, was a true leader, and led the, the troops, and led a lot of the players into starting off like, like charitable-type things that could help people less fortunate than themselves. And he's followed on, and he's been a, a, a very important part of that, and an integral part of it as well. So, no, he is. He's a, he's a fantastic person, and uh, as I say, it's even better than when he's a great footballer. So he's he's been he's been a great advert for Scotland, as you say, but but also for Liverpool Football Club, and he's not done himself any harm either. He's a proper person, and that's what you need. And it's nice to see people who are humble, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's nice to see them humble. You don't want to see somebody that can't play being arrogant, can you? So he, he's he's completely opposite. He's he's a great player, and he's he's totally humble, and he's brilliant just to get about the place. Yeah. You mentioned Henderson. Obviously, he might be part of the the team for for Wembley. I know Wembley's next week, and it's a it's a a game or so um, away, but it would just be fantastic as well for Scotland to to go there and and, and have a game against the the old enemy. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned Jordan. I thought you were going to say you hope he's no playing. <laughs> well, I would have hoped yeah. that as well. All right, well, you did, you did, you did sign him, didn't you? What kind of what kind of player in person is, oh, is Jordan as well? He's very similar to Andy. Very mm. considerate for other people. Uh, determined to be successful determined to do things properly and correctly and make sure you give yourself the best possible chance of winning a match and the preparation is superb and the desire to be successful also is huge but the game against England is, is massive isn't it I mean it's, it's for, for everybody no, no in terms of the necessary result just the occasion I mean I, the the one thing that about the Tartan Army is the support that they give us second you know. And they, they'll turn up, they'll get into Wembley by hook or by crook. Uh, and <laughs> because you've got an English address, doesn't mean you say you're no part of the Tartan Army. So I'm sure there'll be a few infiltrating. 
I've got uh, one of them's Paul Cooney. I've got one here in the studio. Paul Cooney's part of the, part of the I, infiltration. I, I'm getting pelters, Kenny, because oh. I'm going to the match next week. Yep. Can't wait. Well, but in a working capacity. Absolutely. You know, I've covered it since, what, 82? Remember, obviously in Spain, I remember meeting up with the late, great James Sanderson, who introduced me to you down at Turnbury when you were preparing for it. Actually, you and uh, and Graham Soonis. I remember down there taking tea with them before... Uh, 82 at the World Cup. And Kenny, tonight you'll be watching Italy against Turkey, I take it, of course, in the Stadio Olimpico, which you know so well. And great memories for you with Liverpool there, 84. Yeah. Yep. But I'll not be watching the game. I'll be, I'm going to enjoy myself. <laughs> Quite right. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, what, what about but one I'm of your... Get, yep. but, but I've still got great memories, don't worry. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool for another day. What about your old club as well? Up here, Celtic, Postacoglu was announced yesterday, finally. And he said that he had a Kenny Dalglish poster up in the wall, him and his dad in the house. He must be a fair age. He must be telling Porky's about his 55 years. <laughs> because I, don't, I think that must have, they must have been Liverpool posters. <laughs> Nobody Celtic ones. But, uh, yeah. No, it's it's humbling, isn't it, when, when somebody says that, especially somebody that's going to, that's going to start a, a job at, at Celtic, which is such a brilliant club. And I mean, anybody that gets a job there is very fortunate. But it's, it's going to be a difficult job for him as well at this state of play. I mean, Stephen's done unbelievably well at Rangers, and but Rangers stood by him and kept him uh, plugging away, believed in him, supported him financially. And after three years, he's had an unbelievable season to, to win the league, but also have a great run in Europe was, was great. And the way they went out the two cup competitions will be disappointed, but he's really improved and anybody getting into Celtic now is they're up against it a wee bit because of the strength of Rangers so he'll need a lot of help we need a lot of support and although he's no over here he's got to do a bit of quarantine I'm sure they'll be in touch with him and I'm sure they'll be working on a lot of things just now of course Barry you'll be hoping that he doesn't leave Rangers for Anfield anytime soon yeah I, I say Paul I don't think Stephen Gerrard will I, I think he, he said the first test he Silverware brilliant season as uh, Kenny just pointed out there and he'll want to stay for another season or two and build on that as Kenny just mentioned as well disappointing in the Scottish Cup and League Cup that's something that he'll want to, to try and um, do well in um, so I think Stephen Gerrard will be about for at least another season or two mm-hmm. hopefully but in that disappointment there was also the huge uh, success at St Johnson wasn't it oh, I mean they did unbelievably he lose a goal three minutes before the end of extra time and then the goalie comes up and lays it on for the equaliser and then winning penalties at Ibrox. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they were the only Scottish team to win at Ibrox this year, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, phenomenal performance. So, yep. It was all, all round, it was brilliant. So, Kenny, it, yep. it's, it's good for Scotland as well for the coefficients for the European competition. Well, it is, of course, and we're only, well, it's not far away before the qualifiers for Celtic and then Rangers coming in later. And for the following season, Kenny, as you know, at the Champions of Scotland this coming season will go straight into the Champions League. And that's great to see the champions straight into the competition. Yeah, and it's only because of the success of predominantly Celtic and Rangers yep. in the European competitions. Over the past few years, they've improved through what they Normally they were getting knocked out early doors, but they've improved. They've picked up more points. 
and the team that wins the championship has got an extra bonus this year. Right. Going straight in. Right. A, 30, a 30 million pound bonus. Well, yeah, the money is important, but I think the prestige is the thing that's more important at the moment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be the guys that's no involved with the money, wouldn't it? For us, it's, <laughs> as a player, as a manager, it's it's the success of getting through into the the mm-hmm. league section of the the Champions League. But um, it would be brilliant if either Rangers or Celtic got in Liverpool to it. Be amazing, and wouldn't that's it? No, oh, wow. that that wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Barry, how good how good is it to hear from Scotland's most capped player? And for yourself too, you're absolutely buzzing for this as a former Scotland captain. Yeah, look, it's been a long 23 years, let, let's be honest. We, and um, I, I'm just, I'm excited, but also what, what Kenny mentioned at the start, I'm nervous as well. Mm. Um, but I, I think Stevie Clark's got a real good group. Look, at the start when he took over, as I'd mentioned in, um, in Wednesday night, it wasn't a great watch, but see as the games have went on, they've got better and better. They're building. He's building a real good squad, and I think we've got. I think we've got top players. Just mentioned Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, top class players for me. Um, you've got McGinn, McTominay doing really well down in the the Premier League as well. So I, I think we've got a real good opportunity getting out of the group stage. And as you mentioned, Kenny Shea Adams up front, Lyndon Dykes has done well. We don't know if he'll play two up front or just go with one against the Czech Republic but Shea Adams has been what a find and I think Alec McLeish was involved in that as well wasn't he in finding Shea Adams and Steve Clark getting him for Scotland it's been great news how impressed are you with Adams? Yeah well the fact that he's playing in the Premiership with Southampton gives him a bit of prestige doesn't it? Uh, and he, he's there to as, as he gets signed for Southampton because he scored goals yeah. So hopefully he continue that one for Scotland. But it's you see it can be either uh, him and Dykes up front or just one of them. We never had these choices before. Stevie was talking about playing a player out of position to play up front. We never had two strikers. So I think it's Dykes has had a good year as well. And he uh, he, he is a different type of centre forward, I think, to Shea Adams. But Armstrong, Armstrong in the middle of the pitch for Southampton and for us, he's had a good year, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely, he had a good, a good game yeah. at Anfield for Southampton a few weeks ago, didn't he? Oh, don't, don't need to mention that. But <laughs> <laughs> he just did. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like that. No, he's done, he's done really well, and he had a good, he had a good turn in the friendly game. Uh, the two-two with Holland, he played well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked quick and aggressive going to attack them. And you know yourself, defenders don't like to be ran at. They don't like to be attacked, and he he, he gets it down and goes past them. Mm-hmm. Kenny, so you... the way we're talking about the boys, we'll probably end up winning it now. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if, if it's not Scotland, then before you go, who would you say? We'll take Scotland out of it. Who do you think is going to win the Euros? Ah, you know if Scotland aren't involved in it, it's not got the same. It's no. not got the same meaning, is it? Yeah. You'd rather go to the dentist and watch a couple of. <laughs> <races> so. <laughs> so, but no doubt the telly will be turned on and it'll be years. But no, I think that the favourites will not will be the usual. That will be Belgium will be 
right up there. And obviously, depends how they qualify for the group if they get to play against each other. But you've got Belgium, who are, are very, very strong. England should be strong. They're getting the first three games at Wembley. Yep. And then if they get through as section winners, they play at Wembley again. Mm-hmm. And then if they get through that one in the knockout, the games are at Wembley. <laughs> So they might, have just, they might as well just did the European Championships in England, mightn't they? <laughs> 1966 <laughs> all over again. Yeah. And Kenny, right. for us, for Scotland. So, Sorry, yeah, on you go. No, no, so I think Spain, obviously, will be there or thereabouts if they can get rid of the COVID problem. Yeah. And Croatia. Croatia beat England the last time, didn't they, in the semi-final? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. So they, they're not too bad either. <laughs> We just need to wait and see. As long as we can ruffle one or two feathers, we'll be quite happy. Brilliant. And Kenny, for us, do you think we can, we'll can? go through to the next stage after the first three games? Well, let's just, let's just go and see and try to make predictions. Because if you get it, try to make predictions, then it doesn't work. Everybody gets crucified. And sometimes you can get knocked out because of bad luck. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, get, we drew with Brazil. When was that? Uh, 74 was it yep. we beat Germany Zaire 2-0 yep. we drew with Brazil and we drew with Yugoslavia and Yugoslavia beat Zaire 9-0 because Yugoslavian it was a Yugoslavian coach in charge of Zaire as well which was a coincidence Wait, <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say <laughs> no I just say it was a coincidence <laughs> And Brazil beat them 3 0, so we get beat with a goal. Mm-hmm. So anything can happen. But as I say, as long as the boys they themselves proud and on the performances are decent, then you're not always going to get the result your performances deserve. So instead of just let's get behind them and give them as much help as we possibly can. Kenny, we've been playing uh, World Cup themes and Euro themes over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Were you, I rem- <laughs> you remember that one well, 78. <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, yeah. not so much a lap of honour, yeah. but on the, the parade on the bus going down to Presley Airport yep. before we left. That's right. <laughs> the same people weren't there when we came back. I know. <laughs> I was hearing somebody saying the other day, Kenny, that Ali McLeod was asked before the World Cup, so what are you going to do after the World Cup? And he said, we're going to retain it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going a bit bonkers here the flags are up everywhere in the studio here as well Kenny but for Kenny Douglas to join us here in Glasgow zone uh, it was just amazing do you know there's a young lad Alex Woodward this time last week Kenny he was on the phone he's running from Hamden to Wembley so he's raised about 27 grand already and uh, Willie Hockey came on the line he heard it and Lord Willie came on and said have you got tickets for the match? And he said, no. And Willie said, right, you have now. I've got you a ticket for Wembley. The guy says, this is amazing, amazing. And Willie says, aye, it's England against Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what he did then, so he's, he's doubling the money. Willie would have got my tube ticket for <laughs> Wembley. So he's doubling the money. So that's been special for us in, in the warm-up to it as we build up. And great to hear Kenny. Final word for you, Barry. Well, yep. Kenny, on you go. No, I say the boy better leave soon because if he's got to run that 400 odd mile, uh, yeah. it's going to take him a wee while. Uh, he's nearly at Birmingham. He's well in the way. He's doing about 20. Well, oh, tw- is he? Ah, he's I well in the way. Yeah, he's good. He's at Manchester. That's right. He was Manchester. He's past Manchester now. So good on him. 
Kenny, thanks so much. Hey, it's great to hear. He's gone the long way around. He's <laughs> gone to Glasgow. He's gone past Manchester. They must have got lost. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Kenny. Thanks so much. We'll speak to you soon, I hope. Thanks, Kenny. No. Cheers, Kenny. Barry, all the best. Cheers, Kenny. Cheers. Mark, no doubt. Uh, if you get a loan of Paul's radio, I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next week. Thanks, Kenny. All the best. Bye-bye. So, bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Sir Kenneth Matheson Douglas, uh, he, he always gets you, doesn't he? It's great to hear him live here on Goal. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. So Euro 2020 starts a year late, but we are so looking forward to it. Starts tonight at eight. Italy against Turkey. Looking <laughs> forward to it. Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson, <laughs> with Kenny Douglas on a few moments ago. At Mark. Well, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just I'm, I'm picking up on something Kerry was saying there. Like, well, I think we've got, we've got a new nickname for Paul for the Euros, haven't we? What? The infiltrator. <laughs> <laughs> Jealousy is a terrible thing, Mark Weedy. Dear listener, it's because he's not going to uh, Wembley next week. But Mark, we'll, we'll be on the phone. Don't worry, you'll see oh. us on the radio. We'll be on the Zoom. <laughs> so Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy, Kenny Dalglish has just been on. And now the man who took us to the last tournament, Euros in 96, the World Cup in 98. He's on the line now. It's Craig Brown. Craig, good evening. How are you? Great. Yeah, I'm fine now, thanks. Great Happy to hear to you. Join you. That's great to hear you on. So Kenny was on a moment or two ago, and now yourself. Um, the good times are back at the moment. It's trying to keep our, you know, the feet on the on the deck, Craig, isn't it? Because you can feel that, you know, the bunting's up here in Glasgow. We're only about two miles away from Hamden. Um, can't wait for it to start. Yeah, that, that's amazing because, you know, when you're with the team, and, and uh, Barry will know that when you're, when you're with the team, you don't get the same involvement with the fans and with the excitement in the country, you know, you're unaware of that. You're away at a training camp and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a kind of prison, actually. It's an opulent prison right enough, but, you know, it's great. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying the hype that's uh, preceding this tournament. I'm really looking forward to it. Mark Guidi's here, Barry Ferguson too. Barry, great to hear Craig on again. We never thought it was going to be 23 years before we would be back. No, it's been a long 23 years. Um, no, look, I've got a lot of time for Craig. He was the one that, it gave me my, yeah, my debut at international level. Um, but listen, I'm like Craig, I'm excited. I'm like a full nation. We're fans now. Um, obviously, retired for playing. Craig's retired for management. And it's like, oh, everybody else. We're, we're so excited. We're looking forward to it. So, sorry to interrupt. I mean, I don't know. Did, did you hear Craig's interview on Sky a couple of days ago when he was talking about you? No, one of my mates actually Craig can tell the story himself but he was getting asked about Billy Gilman he says look if he's young uh, enough put him in there he said I had a 20 year old Barry Ferguson at Wembley in the playoff game in 1999 we don't won tell me all of it I'm going to ask him now then. <laughs> go for it Craig what about Billy Gilmore <laughs> who does he remind you of <laughs> it wasn't Billy Gilmore and it wasn't Billy Dodds either <laughs> but no seriously uh, we, we had a uh, uh, playoff game to play and Quite honestly, the the England team, when you looked at it and you saw their, their midfield, Beckham, Ince, Scholes, Redknapp, guys like that, and by far, I'm not saying it because Barry's on, I said it when he wasn't on the programme, I said the best player in the park by a mile, and I've watched it, I don't much, very often watch a replay of a game, but I've watched it again, and uh, Ferguson was the man of the match, without doubt. Now, we brought on another young one who was 19 as well, uh, Mark Burchill. Uh, for the last wee spell in the game so we had two youngsters doing very well I, I answered that question 
relation to him saying, what about the boy Billy Gilmer? Mm-hmm. Now, would you play him or wouldn't you? I said, well, I wouldn't discount him on account of age because mm-hmm. the young guys can be the best players. And we're so lucky to have some, you know, David Turnbull coming through with Kevin Nisbet, yeah, uh, obviously right. Nathan Patterson uh, and Billy Gilmer as well that we've spoken. How good do you think Gil- Billy Gilmer will be? Uh, well, I saw him before all the, the, the lockdown. I, I saw two matches and it was, he was playing for Chelsea against Liverpool and against Everton. But he was a, a lot younger then and he was man of the match then and it wasn't a sympathy vote that he got he was absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. in these games now he seems to under Frank Lampard he seems to have disappeared a wee bit mm-hmm. you know which surprised me but see, Barry had uh, advantage over uh, Billy Gilmer Barry had a lot of great experience in the Rangers first team and therefore he was young but he was really an experienced player a young player now one thing that uh, Gil- Gilmer's got is youth but he's not got the experience such as uh, Barry Ferguson had. So, you know, I, I think I would sympathise with Steve Clark if he just kept him in the initial enemy. Craig, we're just fixing the line there. Mark, what are you thinking there just as uh, James is working on that just now? No, I, was going to, yeah. I was going to ask uh, yeah. Craig, you know, during Craig's eight years in charge okay. of, the, of the national yeah. team, if he's off the line, but we can ask sure. him, but I'm just yeah. something to think out loud that a lot of times he had a big question mm-hmm. every game, late in the Gorham. Mm. two outstanding goalkeepers we've got that just now with Steve yeah. Clark Craig Gordon or David Marsh you know just like Craig what, what goes through your mind how do you break the news and what do you think that that, uh, that Steve Clark will do on I'll, Monday I'll ask him that as my question in a minute or two then <laughs> <laughs> Craig I've just been thinking I, I do remember that and it'll be interesting yeah. to see his thoughts on Steve Clark's yeah. 26 in terms of the, yeah. the squads that he had to pick for uh, 96 and, and 98 because yeah. if you look through we get the squads on Wednesday night there's yeah. a lot of quality players in that squad as well so it'll be interesting to see Craig's view on what he thinks how good the 26 that Steve Clark's picked can be Craig that's the question from Barry well I I didn't hear what he said all all that he said but what I I said uh, I heard you saying what do I think of them and I think the 26 he's lucky he can get 26 Mm -hmm. because there are one or two guys young guys that might not have been there Mm -hmm. you know Patterson might not have been there and Mm -hmm. Turnbull but that enabled them to bring them into the group. We took six young players, six youth internationals along with the squad just to bolster it and help with the training and do the chores, you know, clean the boots and things like that. Now, but they're in the squad now and I think our squad is great and that, you know, unfortunately, we had to do without the two midfield players, say, Kenny McLean and Ryan Jack. But even without them, you know, our midfield, uh, the amount of talent there is great. And I was looking up uh, the record of some of the players, and a perfect example is John McGinn. Now, Kenny Douglas had 102 caps for Scotland, and he scored 30 goals. John McGinn had got 30 caps for Scotland, and he scored 10 goals. Mm-hmm. Now, John McGinn's ratio on midfield is better than Kenny's. You know, 10 out of 30, uh, 10 goals in 30 games is some goal scoring for a midfield player. And uh, Kenny had 30 and, and, and 102. So... We've got a goal scorer in midfield. We've got uh, energy there from him as well. And I do think McGregor uh, has had a very good season, but just tailed away there. Uh, but I think he'll come back if required. And McTominay is uh, hitting the headlines at Manchester United. I've never seen him playing in the flesh for them, but you know, I see him on the television for Scotland. So, I mean, we've got a terrific midfield. And then you've got your, your Armstrongs and your Turnbulls if you want to bring them in and freshen it. 
It is phenomenal, isn't it? Actually, I gave Mark a great question for you there, Jim, just when we got you back on. No, Mark, you were saying about the goalkeeping position. Yeah, look, yeah. I remember during your eight years in charge of the national team, a lot of the time you had a big decision to make, you know, Jim Leighton or, or Andy Gorham. I'm sure there were times you felt you could have, you could have tossed the, the, the coin, such was the, the ability of, of both of them. We maybe have a similar situation now for Steve. Is it David Marshall? Is it Craig Gordon? Just give us a wee insight as to how you, you dealt with that kind of situation how you brought the news to the guy who wasn't going to be playing and also who do you think will get the nod for the for the number one jersey on, on Monday well I'll start with your last question first I think it will be David Marshall but uh, it wouldn't worry me at all who it was Craig Gordon but I just suspect I think uh, Stevie might be loyal to the guy that uh, was instrumental in getting us there you mm-hmm. know with a great uh, penalty save so that's that's my thought anyway but you know, I had the problem with the two best goalkeepers I can recall. Uh, Andy Gorham and Jim Leighton were fantastic keepers. And Jim Leighton's got 91 caps, and would you believe he's got 42 clean sheets? Now, he's a Scotland goalkeeper. He's not the goalkeeper of Germany or Italy or England, mm-hmm. yeah. even. Mm-hmm. Scotland goalkeeper with 42 clean sheets. Wow. And yeah. that's factual, you know. And, yeah. and we played 10 qualifying games for each tournament for the Euro 96 we lost three goals in, in, in 10 games then we played 10 to qualify for the World Cup and we lost 10 again uh, in 10 games we lost three goals again wow. and one of them was a penalty so what I'm saying these two keepers and, and they were in and out I've got to say and the hardest job I had ever was to say to Jim Layton uh, down in England at Euro 96 and I told him on the, the Saturday England were playing that afternoon the opening game and we were playing on the Monday against the uh, Netherlands. Yep. I said to Jim, you're not playing on Monday. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I thought I'd killed his next of kin. He was yeah. he was shattered uh, because he'd done well in the qualifying. I said, Andy mm-hmm. Gorham's eyes in. I mean, we just can't. And you know, I was reading and hearing Tommy Burns saying, Andy won the, uh, prevented us winning the league. He won the league for Rangers single-handed. Now, Andy, the ball was twice his size when you saw it for Andy Gorham. Yeah. So, so I, I genuinely, it was a hard thing. Imagine mm-hmm. having to say to a guy yeah. with all these uh, and a great record that you're not playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've got to do that, and I'm afraid, uh, as Barry well knows now. Isn't that yeah. phenomenal, the number of uh, I, I remember uh, one, of the, yep. one of the games that stick, when you're talking about Jim's clean sheets during those runs, was it Sweden at Ibrooks, Craig, yeah, where he was right, absolutely phenomenal, wasn't he? I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, unbelievable, yeah. yeah. Bringing it back to now, Craig, are you going to get to some of the games? Are you coming to Hamden or yeah, I've, Wembley, I've surely? Get, I've, I've managed to get to the two Hamden games, yeah. Oh, great. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. You know, I'm, 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 you know if, if your hobby's football... And you, <laughs> your you life's football. Yeah. I, my life was football, but it, my, li- my hobby was my job. Yep. And, you know, and I, I, I prided myself. I knew the whole of every team in Europe when I was in the job. Mm. You know, there was 55 teams, and I could tell you the population of the country and and uh, their best players and things like that. You know, we're playing yeah. two, quite interesting. Czech Republic's twice the size of Scotland mm-hmm. population and Croatia's less than Scotland population, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, Croatia are 14th in the world yeah. FIFA ranking. We, we are the lowest of the four mm-hmm. teams in our group in the FIFA ranking because Croatia's 14 and the Czech Republic's 40 and mm-hmm. we're 44. So uh, we're, we're behind the others. But I don't think that should count. <laughs> no, you know, I think we can beat them. Barry, Craig, Craig generally, how how far do you think we can go here? Do you, are you confident we can get out of the group stage? 
Yes, I, yep. I think so. We into the into the, the match play stuff. You know, people forget Barry, and I think you you'll remember Andy Roxburgh has a tremendous record in this tournament mm-hmm. because we were in the last eight with Andy, and people forget that, and we're we're all excited now about getting into the last sixteen, <laughs> uh, but only eight teams qualified in nineteen ninety two when we went to Sweden, and Andy had us there, and uh, the FIFA official place after the tournament Scotland were fifth in the tournament now I don't think we'd be too unhappy if we were fifth in this one but you know I, I, I don't maybe I'm a, a, a bit naive but I think we could go right into the final here and, and even you know win it because why do I say that Portugal didn't win a group game and they won the tournament yeah, and, true. and Greece won the tournament and Denmark they were on the beach until there was a team not uh, that's right yeah. to pull the, and they won the thing the one we were in it in Sweden and Denmark won it. Right. Now, if Denmark could win it coming from no preparation, mm. <laughs> and and uh, as I say, Portugal didn't win a, a group game, we yeah. can we can go the full. I mean, people are, are joking with me and saying you can't be serious. I said I think we could go the distance here. Fantastic, Craig. You were in the bubble of Scotland '98 when you led us to. France, I'm just thinking back yeah, to I that seen game. A picture. Yeah. Do, do you know yeah. I seen a yeah. picture of um, the other day they all had the, the kilts on. They looked, yeah. they looked brilliant, the, the full squad. I thought that looked um, that yeah. looked apart. Craig, what would you uh, say to the people? Did you have a kilt yeah. on, Craig? No. no. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen my legs? <laughs> a few injuries, weren't there, from your days no. when you were playing? No, in fact, the, the, the players got the deal. You know, in, in actual fact, almost behind their back, they just told me at the last minute, we can get a kill deal. I said, SFA will kill me because they've paid for suits and you and they got a kill deal for the player pool. So it was players only in the kills. Yeah. Uh, you would see that. The staff weren't in it. Uh-huh. But yeah. uh, I think that suited me the way that I, I've got to trick me the way I walk. So, uh, but it was a, Barry's right. I think it was a terrific spectacle seeing them in, in the kill. Yep. And Jim Farry, the chief exec, couldn't believe it when he saw them. What's going on here? <laughs> Craig, the boys were happy before you go what's your prediction for Monday then so we kick off 2 o'clock on Monday we'll be on uh, live from 12 here in Go Radio what do you think is going to happen uh, we win 2-1 on Monday uh, we don't need to fear them I think the, the big problem could be the two boys that, uh, David Moyes is raving about two boys uh, he's got at West Ham uh, the right fullback and the midfield player uh, and I think you know, I, I respect Davy, and if Davy thinks they're good players, they'll be good players. Kufal, the right back, and Susek uh, in midfield, he's uh, he's taking the Premier League by storm down there just now. And look where West Ham finished. Now, he's got two, mm-hmm. but there are weaknesses in it. I think if they play the Bristol City boy at centre half, Carlos, I think we'll run past him, but <laughs> that's <laughs> fingers crossed. Craig Brown. If we had Barry Ferguson, if we had Barry Ferguson playing, we'd definitely win it. He's looking pretty fit now that he's uh, he's been out pounding the roads, haven't you? You're keeping fit, Barry. Yep. yep. Um, I'll be honest, we have put a couple of pounds on um, during the, the second lockdown, so back to my fitness regime. Well, well all the best to Alloa, Barry. And your, Thanks, your Craig. Nephew's playing, your nephew's playing brilliantly. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with him, Craig, if I'm being honest. We have not spoke to him for a, a couple of oh, months. I don't oh, know what's oh, going oh, to happen oh, up at Aberdeen. Oh. Yeah. I don't know either because I'm not on the board any longer but I'm, yeah. I'm uh, yeah. ambassador ambassador every game. of course yeah. um, every game 
Oh, you've you've certainly oh. made it home, haven't you, Aberdeen, from Hamilton to uh, up there to the Dons right. and the D. Yeah. Listen, Craig, it's absolutely brilliant to okay. speak to you. Hopefully, we can catch Brilliant. up with you again during the tournament. Craig Brown, yeah, thanks so much. Thanks, thank, you. Cheers, thank, you. Cheers. thank you. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. We will be live from 12 till 2 before kickoff on Monday from the Radisson Red, magnificent hotel overlooking the Clyde. Breaking news coming in from Sky, Jim White is leaving after all those years. In fact, he joined, uh, it was 98, wasn't it? Just after yeah. the World Cup. I remember yeah. we were there covering it. So it's just gone up. Mark, you've just spotted it first. Jim White is leaving Sky Sports News. Yeah, they're, they're just doing a, a, a tribute, a montage to Jim and uh, he led the way. Paul, he was, a, he was a benchmark. He was a great ambassador for Scotland and journalism down there. Got all the big stories. He was trusted 100%. And uh, he'll be a big loss to, to Sky. He's fantastic on talk sport in the morning um, as well uh, with, yeah. with, um, with Simon Jordan, great rapport and all the different guests. But Jim's been and a great friend to me, a great help to me, and no doubt, obviously, to yourself, Paul, you've worked on way back in the ah, day and probably yeah. helped him get his, get his start away back in the, on Radio Clyde and all yeah. the different things. So he's been brilliant, and what a huge loss he'll be to, to, to Sky Sports. Interesting what you see, what he does next. He'll certainly not be shot for offers. What a Bosman White he's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just think he's... But I love listening to him. Yep. I love when he's on Sky Sports News, as, as Mark says. There he'll be a massive miss. We are just looking at the... Yep. What he's done over the last 20 or so years at, at Sky, um, going on yachts, flying in helicopters, doing all sorts. Um, he's brilliant. We had them on the show. But we had them on the show. I think it was just at the un- end of the transfer window. That's right, yep. In January. Yep. He was on for about 20 minutes and he was brilliant. Don't need to tire the yellow tie. Oh, oh yeah, it has to go. Yeah, yeah. tire the yellow tie. He came up for us a couple of times for the kilt walk as well, and he he led it off with Judy Murray, so Tom Hunter. He's yeah. people love uh, Jim, and he asked the tough questions. You know, right, I'm just going to say that. Yeah, he is okay. You know, some type of oh, whitey, yeah, sure, sure, and Brian yep. Loudrop, why are you so good? But what a proper professional, proper professional. And you know, Paul, absolutely, you don't last twenty three no. years at the top mm. at Sky Sports because that's ruthless, absolutely mm. ruthless down there. You don't last twenty three years at the top unless you are top, top class yourself yep. it just makes me laugh he's great isn't it and, yep. and that's what you want to do when you watch yep. things I know it can be serious about signings or whatever but listen he can have a laugh and a joke as well and I he's think great. that's why mm-hmm. a lot of people take to him and also the side that Mark just mentioned there he's got a real serious side he has he knows his stuff he, he just lives for football and for sport in general and uh, we wish Jim all the very best we'll speak to him soon what a day it is today we've had Kenny Dalglish Sir Kenny at the top of the programme talking about Scotland he thinks that we can go through and come out of the group stage which would be amazing and uh, we spoke to Craig Brown the last man to take us to a tournament so he took us to Euro 96 that was 25 years ago can you believe that and then 23 years ago since the World Cup so great to hear those legends. I'm going to take calls from you in the next hour. 0808 17 17 700. The number to call, Go Radio. Yeah, I'm just thinking a couple of the highlights from the two big uh, interviews. Yep. Paul, you know, um, Craig Brown saying David Marshall, Steve Clark will be, will be loyal. Great insight as well. You know, breaking the news, how difficult it is to, to, mm-hmm. to Jim Layton. We thought he killed his next of kin, is what he said. And Kenny Dalglish. Raving about Billy Gilmore, raving about Che Adams, you can tell that obviously, and I know how close Kenny is to Steve, that, that was obviously a concern of Steve's and to get Che Adams in the door, adding that bit of quality um, up top uh, and then what we have in the in the middle of the park and, and, and Kenny, you know, just saying as well, just you, enjoy it. See, when you watch people getting interviewed, 
um, talking about the, the Scotland squad and people are asking what, what, what do you think the starting eleven is going to be everybody's got the same opinion they would be happy with any players in that squad of yeah. 26 yeah. when that just shows that shows me and it shows everybody else how strong a squad Steve Clark's got would you agree with that Mark? Barry was yeah. saying that the other night with Jen Beatty who was great in the programme on Wednesday the Arsenal yeah. and Scotland star would you? I mean, I mean you could I mean, if you, okay if it, We've got six centre half, two right back, two yeah. left, blah, 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 two, three strikers. If you to put all the different positions in a hat and pick out the one or two, hundred percent, you, you, you honestly you wouldn't be disappointed. No. You wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You couldn't say, mm, listen, I, I said away last week. I think there's four, maybe five certain starters, but out with that five for the other areas in the team, you could put them all in a hat. Mm-hmm. Yep, and the five: Tierney, Tierney, Robertson, McGinn, McTominay, Adams. Adams. And Adams, yeah, yeah there's your five. That's right. the five, five that are yeah. written down already, and then the other six positions are up for grabs. Are we getting close with the goalkeeper? Do you think now, given what well, I've, I've always thought, Marshall, right. and, and, and I, I get the loyalty thing, and the fact that he's given them the number one jersey as well. So putting that into the mix for yep. me tells me it's, it is going to be David Marshall. Because nothing's changed from the time they were given the numbers, because that was just a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? But, so but, the, you know, Paul, season's it, over. Could be yeah. Kate Gordon. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. You could, you yeah, that's another one. Exactly, but we were speaking about a minute ago. If it's Craig Gordon. We're delighted if it's David Marshall. We're delighted, and even John McLaughlin. I know yeah. he's not going to play. It's between yeah. Marshall and and Gordon, but any of the two of them wouldn't bother me in the slightest. Stephen O'Donnell will he play? Will Nathan Patterson yes. play from the start? But I, it's I not one game. We've got three. Idea. But yeah. But again, and, and yeah. Kenny Douglas highlighted him, and, and you know, Kenny's got a relationship with Stephen Gerrard, so he's clearly getting that. You know, Stephen Gerrard must think a lot of Nathan Patterson mm-hmm. as a player and as a professional and uh, as a person. So yeah, if it was Nathan Patterson instead of Stephen O'Donnell, not a problem for me. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same if it's Stephen O'Donnell. Listen, one thing about Stephen O'Donnell, he's never let Scotland down. Mm. Steve Clark can rely on him. Um, he's a seven out of ten all the time. But then again, Steve O'Donnell needs to when he's played, he needs to know he's he's got to perform because he's got Nathan Patterson now breathing down his neck. And then forget James Forrest can play there as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the quality. And every single position on the pitch is very strong. So much to look forward to. The news is coming up in the second hour. We're going to take your calls, 0808 17 17 700. And uh, yeah, there's so much on the go. We haven't even mentioned the new manager in town. Can you believe it? You What's know, the, the Ange's, Oh, you've yeah. said it. I wasn't going to say it in the first hour. Then the way it's got. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, Ange Postacoglu. He's in. We heard his name for the first time two weeks ago in this programme. Because that's yeah, only two, two weeks, ago. weeks ago that Eddie Howe went and the name came in and you did well the first time. But he's the new Celtic manager. So Celtic fans, what do you reckon? 0808 17 17 700. The news is next. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. It's a Fergie who put those uh, jingles, music together. It's good, isn't he? Best Aye. in the business. Yeah, so lively. It's really getting you up for it. It's brilliant. Oh, he was wow. a big money signing from a competitor in recent months. And thank you, 700,000 people 
have been on the app, have been listening to the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Where are we going after the show? I'm ready to go. (laughs) Monday should be interesting. Where do you want to go? We're up for it. You name it, I'll be there. No cars on Monday, (laughs) no cars. I'll I'll chat to you shortly. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I I... Right, okay. No, we're at, we're at, we're yeah. together or exactly. Not, so, well, yeah. exactly. Do you know what? I, I love that. After yeah, a as... week on Tuesday, let's do it. Yeah. A week on Tuesday? Yeah. At the end of no, the group stages. Training Tuesdays. All right, okay. We will sort it <laughs> Monday. We'll sort on. it off air. <laughs> <laughs> well, after the we'll head down to London and enjoy us oh, <laughs> training yeah, week yeah. tonight. Well, do you know what? There's, there's a family I'll get birthday. the coaches to take training. Yeah. I'm a team player, I'll be there. Have you got to do it on Monday? A granddaughter's a birthday. Ah, exactly. Right, right. So, granddaughter. Yeah. You can't do that to your granddaughter. And, and, where are we, where's, where's the party? <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get on the lines. You can hear there is such a buzz about the place, the Euros. Well, they start tonight, Italy against Turkey. How much you're looking forward to that? That's a that's a really good game. I think it's a good. I mean, listen, Turkey. I've watched them a few times over the the, the past year, and they've got some special players. Mm. They they might be a dark horse for me, Aye. Turkey. Yeah. And Italy's Italy. Look, they're always solid defensively, and they've got some quality going forward. So that that's a game I'm really looking forward to tonight. Yeah, but a good one, you know. And and Rome, uh, the opening of the tournament will be special. Looking forward to getting home, Paul. Just sitting watching it. And Turkey, my Turkish barber assures me, like Barry, he says they are a dark horse, really good team. There's high hopes in in, uh, in Turkey. Not that I go over to Turkey to get my hair done. I just get it done. Uh, in the south side, get uh, my plug. Uh, just, uh, he does it. Uh, Gifnock. He, uh, Gifnock. He, s- he sends it over to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps trying to talk me into getting one of these two grand transplants in Turkey, oh, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. About I couldn't it. imagine you there. <laughs> no, I could that. Um, so that's uh, where Paul was last uh, summer. I get the wee uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, If I'd got it done, I wouldn't get it done like this, would I? Right, let's get to the football. Ian is on the line, and Ian, obviously the editor of the famous Tartan Army magazine, and uh, well, for you, I think we should play this one again, shouldn't we? Because you remember France 98 and so looking forward to the Euro 2020 coming to Glasgow on Monday. Ian, good evening. Thanks for calling in to Go Radio. No problem. That song is bringing back distant memories through, uh, yeah, distant memories. I can remember some of it. Absolutely what, great times. What do you remember most there about, uh, about, about France 90? Obviously the opening match against Brazil, the opening match of the tournament. Do young people realise how huge this was? It's the biggest game in the world. That was our World Cup final and we five of us went over and we all blagged away in for the equivalent, I think it was 30 francs each and got into the biggest game of our lives. Our footballing careers, we were at equivalent of Scotland's World Cup final against Brazil. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. I heard you enjoyed Brilliant. it so much, you're actually still phoning us from the left bank. <laughs> you're still there in Paris. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not one of these people that met someone in the stadium and never no. came back like we did in Argentina. Yeah. Um, i tell you what we did do, though. It was um, We took a flag from Bannockburn and we took it on a tour of France for two weeks and then replaced it afterwards because we thought the flag would uh, boost the team's chances for some strange reason. That's what we thought. Yeah. Ah, well, we we didn't do it. But Ian, what do you think this time then? Looking to twenty twenty one at the Euros. Realistically, I mean, we heard Craig Brown earlier reminding us. Well, we know that Croatia, how far they've gone. We know the Czech Republic. They're maybe not what they were, but it's a nation twice the size of Scotland. How do you think we're going to do? I'm feeling confident. Um, we've really seemed to have a team spirit with the, the squad we've got. We've got strong positions. You know, it's not like we're relying on the 11 players. Um, and the Czech game is so important. If we can get 
you know, the three points against the Czech Republic were in a huge chance of going through for the first time ever. Um, that's how big the first game is, is, you know. I think we've got a great chance. And, and you know, we played them, obviously, we managed to beat them, but the COVID played a part in one of the games. So, But I do feel that we're strong enough, we're at Hamden, albeit with a smaller Hamden crowd, but it still produces a Hamden roar. And I think that'll be enough to get us over the line and get us off to, you know, a great start in the campaign. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Indeed. Ian, to put it into perspective, of course, Barry Ferguson is on with us uh, most nights of the week. And to be- you heard earlier on Kendall Glee speaking about him, you heard Craig Brown. And Barry, for all that he did in the game, didn't get to a tournament with Scotland, the major tournament. It's hard to believe, Ian, isn't it? It's hard to believe. We've had so many near, yep. near, you know, we thought it was going to be the same against, again against Serbia when they scored in the last minute. Yep. But how unlucky can Scotland continue to be? And I feel sorry for uh, like Barry Ferguson, obviously a great servant for Scotland and a great player, that he missed out in the big tournaments. And I think that's why the players going now will know that, you know, it doesn't come round every two years, Euros and then the World Cup. You know, they've waited a long time, 23 years to get to the finals. So I'm sure Steve Clark will have told every single one of these players that you've got to value this moment and, you know, use that as extra inspiration that you might not come along too soon again. Well, hopefully it will, but it might not. And you know, and just put everything out there and leave everything on the pitch to know that you've given it your all. Mm-hmm. Barry, did you manage to take in the greatest moments in your career? If, if you yeah, you, you yeah. have to. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt about it. Look, listen, I was one of the players that we got to two playoffs. We, we didn't manage to do it, but I was one of the fans in the, my living room jump about like crazy when um, we... Obviously, Big Mars saved that yep, penalty. Um, and, and I think this is going to be the making of the Scotland team. I honestly believe that. And people may say that I'm getting overexcited about it, but I honestly believe that this is the best squad we've had in a long, long time. And I think the next four to six years could be special for the Scotland team. I really do. I think we've got so much ability. We've got great characters. But the one thing that Ian just mentioned there, and that I, I hear a lot of people mention seems to me there's a real tight-knit group there with a high spirit, a real togetherness about them. And um, see if you've got that, you're halfway there. And that mixed in with ability, you've got a real opportunity. And that's why I'm real confident that we can get out of this group. I honestly believe that. I, I, I'm just really enjoying the coverage and the access that's been given mm-hmm. to the media. But what do the media do? The media relay it to Ian and the rest of the Tartan army you know how it's been in Spain it's wonderful to see the players so relaxed you know sitting in there they've got their games room they've got their games consoles Andy Robertson giving them their, their gift boxes um, the media companies getting a tour of the, the, the facilities and the boy you know Declan Gallagher coming on Go Radio the other night Stephen O'Donnell coming on the, the, the access and the way it's relaxed and open you're seeing positivity Coming, coming out of it and obviously you've got to take that into Monday onto the park um, when it matters but I'm just really enjoying seeing the players and Steve Clark enjoying themselves mm-hmm. and being as excited as we all are about what's coming on Monday and Ian how good is it that finally we'll see the Tartan Army back at Wembley but also here at Hamden on Monday yeah it's really important because the tournaments have missed the Tartan Army we used to scoop all the awards for being the best supporters so it's about time that uh, you know the rest of the world, the rest of Europe, gets to see the Tartan Army in full action, and hopefully they can back the team. Mm-hmm. And it's just it is really exciting, and it's just the way Steve Clark's turned this team around. 
you know, and from the really hard start he had against Belgium and Russia, and some tricky results to start off with, and you know, trying to build a bit of momentum, he's done that. He went on an unbeaten run, and you know, and he and he really has brought in players and got that team moulded. To you know, no wonder we're all feeling you know optimistic about it without getting carried away. But it really is one of our best chances ever to get through. I don't know about Scoop Mall the award. I know they were Scoop Mall the drink. Scotland <laughs> fans. Well, that's right. It goes hand in hand, Barry. Yeah. Hand in hand. But <laughs> a, a lot of credit. One hand in a pint in the other. Yeah, a lot of credit, Scott. A lot of people talk about the players and they've got to create that, but that's yeah. down to the manager and the coaching staff yeah. as well. A lot of people forget that. And what's the organisation and effort gets into all that, isn't it? There well, is. You know, you know. And I just get the feeling when I listen to Steve Clark, I want to play for him. Yeah. And I just sense the players are like that. They're desperate. And I think Ian will agree, and we'll agree in this studio. Previous managers or whatever, you've seen four, five, six call-offs. I don't think I've seen any call-offs, unless it's a serious injury. So that tells me that these players are desperate to turn up and be part of it, even if they're not playing. They know that they've got a chance of not playing. They still want to be there. And that's about creating a real togetherness. And that's what the manager, the coaching staff and the players have done. Ian, 26 players. We can only start with 11 on Monday. We've been talking about who it might be. Who might the goalkeeper be? Is it Craig Gordon? Is it David Marshall? Have you any thoughts? Have you, would you, who, who would you, who's your goalkeeper for Monday? I think, I think it'd be Marshall just yeah. because, you know, he, he's, well, exactly, a penalty save. And, yeah. Uh, I know he's not been too regular at club football, but I think he'd be the, the main choice. Mm-hmm. But obviously Gordon as well, you know, mm-hmm. there's not much to choose from, but I think it'd be Marshall. Mm-hmm. Have you any other any of the younger ones you'd be bringing in for the first game, or do you think you'll go with the the players that are tried and tested, or will we see a Billy Gilmer in from the beginning, or what do you think? You know, you know, I really like, and I, I'm old enough to look back on '78 World Cup when obviously we thought we were going to win it and we, we crashed dramatically. Yeah. But at that point, I also remember the midfield Rio and Masson mm-hmm. were kind of going off the boil, and then they had Sunis and Gemmel were brought into the last game and it was always just almost like too late and that's why I'd like to see someone like Billy Gilmore getting a game because he's looking absolutely brilliant mm. and although he's young you know he's getting experience he's playing at one of the top clubs I'd love him to come in there but again that would be harsh on other people who've got a strong midfield mm. but you know the likes of Gilmore Turnbull you know they're exciting players and yeah I think there's scope to bring in new new fresh faces mm. and add which would only add I think to our, to our uh, squad our team it's the only thing that counts at the moment is one game, isn't it? You know, it's Monday at the moment. So I think Steve Clark probably has that. I know he's been loyal, but this this is everything. Those 90 minutes. And then we'll worry about England or Croatia. But I don't know, Mark, do you well, think... Well, Ian, yeah. Ian, Ian's just hitting a point there. Um, and, and again, we were talking to Craig Brown about the goalkeeping situation, what he faced. Ian's hitting a great point there. He's sort of at Mast and Rea, been a wee bit tired mm-hmm. and Ali McLeod stuck by them. But there's a kind of yeah. similar theme going on just now with Callum McGregor. Yeah. You know, is yeah. Callum McGregor a bit yeah. jaded? Is he a bit tired? Yeah, we all know he's a wonderful player and he won't let you down. But is it better to go with, with, with Billy Gill? There, there's an analogy, you know, maybe Graham Simmons came in too late for the game against Holland. So that's, but that's things that Steve Clark, and, and I'm confident that whatever he decides to do, he'll know better than us. He's seen the players every day. And, and, and as I've said as well, it's not just about what we know about the Scotland team, it's about picking teams to nullify the strengths of the opposition or to exploit the opposition's weaknesses. And so you've got to trust that what he's doing, it's right for Scotland. And that's why, you know, but if, again, if it's Gilmore or McGregor or mm, Turnbull, McGinn, you know, Ken Douglas has mentioned Stuart Armstrong, the great partnership mm. that he's got with Jay Adams. Yeah. You've got to take all that into account. Barry? Yeah, but l- listen, see if he starts with a Callum McGregor 
Um, McTominay and McGinn I'll be I'll be more than happy but again on the other hand if Billy Gilmore slips in there for Callum McGregor I'll be more than happy this is the beauty that Steve Clark's got mm. and the sleepless nights that he's going to have because he can only pick 11 but he's got a, he's got a brilliant squad he's got yeah. a squad of players that I mentioned earlier on Paul that the 26 players that are in that squad yeah. could come in and do the job perfectly for me you know and another guy I don't know what Ian thinks but there's a guy that we, that we hardly kind of mention now because I mean, I'm thinking mm-hmm. I can't see him starting at all who? but it's Ryan Christie who scored the goal against Serbia who you know broke down in tears live in television mm-hmm. after and they were thinking but Ryan Christie I'd be very surprised if Ryan Christie starts but again what a quality player mm-hmm. to have on the bench that's what you want but then we're talking about midfielders goalkeepers mm-hmm. the back three Tierney's a certain mm-hmm. the certainty sorry mm-hmm. then who do you play Hanley Cooper Henry mm-hmm. He's got decisions to make there. Who so would you go for? Just, myself, yeah, uh, I think he'll yeah. go Tierney, Hanley and Henry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark? I think it'll be Tierney on the left, Cooper, Cooper. in the centre mm-hmm. and Grant Hanley on the right-hand side. Just Indeed. a bit more of a solid defender. I'd be happy with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, I've got it down here, Tierney, Hanley and Henry. Yeah. Right. Um, uh-huh. Obviously, there's the thing about Patterson. Should Patterson be playing or O'Donnell? Mm-hmm. Um you know it's tricky and sure. just as the guys are saying it's yeah. they've got people all over that pitch you know? do you think he'll go two up Ian? <clears throat> yeah I think it, well I'm thinking he will I think Dykes and Adam I think he'll do that but knowing that there is options to change if mm-hmm. you know um, you know I know they they I thought they played well but I know we didn't get the goals against Luxembourg but that to me says they're going to be fighting at all cylinders come the yeah. big games that they're going to be determined to score these goals still created um, the chances and that was the most important yeah, thing for me as yeah, long as we're creating so many yep. yeah that's what I mean creating loads and yeah and we've got the options up there and then you know like people like Ryan Christie that do anything for mm-hmm. Scotland and you know if he comes on or Sure. Another one, right? Yeah. Ian just mentioned there, Ryan Fraser. Indeed, Every time yeah. he's played for Scotland, he's been he's, he's been one of the best players. Yeah. 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 Yep, he so, makes things happen. Again, yeah. look, Steve Clark will be looking at them closely, seeing how they're training, um, and obviously analysing Czech Republic. Because one thing about Czech Republic, they're a real physical team. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. think they're the powerhouse they were six, four, six years ago, but they're still a good team. But so are we. That's what people tend to forget. We are a right good team with right good players. Ian, that's a, an interesting point you made about 78. And for those who won't remember, I mean, Archie Gemmell, what did he do in that tournament? Tell everyone. <laughs> because, uh, you know, he, he came in, you made a great point and uh, he gave us a moment of, of the entire tournament, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And, you know, that's... that's uh, His goal. Yeah. You know, everyone's favourite moment, you know, yeah. Archie Gemmell's goal. We got two in that game. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. I just that was just you know that if we had played that strongest team, who knows what we might have done? Maybe Ali McLeod might have been right and might have won the World Cup. <laughs> but um, Craig Brown saying we're going to do do well in this, so he well, you know. Yep, Craig is. Uh, he he said you know we could go yeah. all the way, and the evidence he put behind it was you know Greece in two thousand and four, Poland, Portugal, yeah, yep. rank outsiders, Denmark in ninety two. They were on the beach in holiday, yeah. and then they got a late That's call right. in. So. Right. Listen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. Yep. The place in Yugoslavia, and they came in and won it. That mm-hmm. was outstanding. And yeah, so and I, I can't what, even dream about that happening. Right? Sure. <laughs> and what about Robertson and Tierney? And remember, six months ago, even people were saying the last couple of years, oh, can they be in the same team or whatever? Nobody says that anymore. And you look no. at these two players together. What would you say about them? Oh well, they're outstanding, you know. And in fact, you've got uh, well Tierney. I just think is like world class 
he's <clears throat> absolutely brilliant. And they've proven they can play together now, and it's yeah, it's, it's looking good. It's looking, you know, the two world world class players in there, you know, playing at the highest level as well. And yep, it's strange to think that a, bit, a year and yeah, a half ago, Kieran Tierney was our right back. That's that was the way yeah. it was. Gordon Strachan started sure. that by, by fitting him in, yeah. and, and yeah. listen, you can understand yeah. why he tried that at the time. But you think sure. about it now, it's absolute madness. But it's kind of least pointed out. The big benefit for Scotland was being Mikel Arteta going to a back three with Arsenal and using Kieran Tierney as, as part of that back three. It's worked out mm-hmm. perfectly. But also, Steve Clark's looked at it and thought to himself, I've got two world-class players here. I need to find a way of getting the two of them in. And you've got to do that. And that's what he's done. And I, I think they operate really well down that left side. I mean, you've seen in the games, Kieran Tierney's bombing on, Andy Robertson's fell in. So they've got a real good relationship. They're top players. They know the game inside out. Um, and for me I agree with Ian I, I think Kieran Tierney is um, by far the top player I honestly do I think Arsenal struggle to keep a hold of him he's immense he, he has he's went up Brilliant. he's went up two or three yep. levels since he's been down there Ian terrific call how's the magazine going then are they are they flying the off the streets or is it online the, yeah the magazine is online and free for people to view at tartanarmy.com Three and we've got uh, in this issue we've got Andy Roxburgh looking back on his time and we've got a great article of a man who scored a goal at Wembley in '67, Jim McCallion. Jim McCallion, his first—that was his first cap, wasn't it? Yeah, it was his first cap, and he ended up scoring what was the third and winning goal against the then world Love champions, it. which in good Scottish logic made us a world champion, unofficial <laughs> world champion. Indeed. <laughs> so yeah, thanks. I bumped into Andy Roxburgh in a hotel in Sydney just about five years ago. It was phenomenal. I said. Sandy Roxburgh so he was still with uh, FIFA at that time Ian listen we could talk about everyone's reminiscing and everyone's looking forward prediction then for Monday before you go oh 2-0 please 2-0 2-0 I won't yeah, do the old 4 for thing what for which one for 2-0 funny way to resign <laughs> Ian, that's a great call. The editor of the Tartan Army magazine. Thanks for calling. Enjoy the tournament, Ian. We'll keep in touch. Yep. Right, okay, love your show. Cheers, Thanks, Ian. Cheers, Ian. Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. For Scotland, and I got a message here. I thought something terrible had happened saying Jamie Morrison just sent me this. He'll be sorely missed by everyone, not least my husband. That's from Suzanne Morrison in Kilmarnock. I thought, whoa. Who's passed away? But it's because Jim White's leaving Sky Sports News. <laughs> Seriously. I thought, what's happened? But the picture of Whitey is there as he goes from Sky Sports News after all those years. <laughs> Good luck, Jim. We'll speak to him in the, the coming days. We'll just leave him tonight. He's just come off air there at Sky, yeah, Barry. I'm sure yep. his phone will be, yep. it'll be red hot. Um, and he'll be missed. Listen, there's no doubt. As I say, I can only speak for myself. When he was on, I was just totally tuned into him. Made me laugh. But as I said, real serious side and he gets yep. some... Um, some headlines at times. Did indeed. Got some great interviews over the years, Mark. Paul, yep. no, I know you're, yep. you're closer to him than, than most. Is is that him away tonight? Or is he working a note? Is it a few weeks or is it bums at his last ever show? I'll let you know. Okay, I've just yeah. been... Yeah. So sorry, it's just that. happened. No, no, it could well be. That's it. Uh, a lovely, to be so, fair to Sky Sports, a lovely tribute. Oh, and they could see yeah. in the morning behind it, it was emotional. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. emotional. Well, I mean, totally back in his, in his highlights, you know, getting away back. And you know what else you could see about him as much as a a serious reporter and always got, got the line and looked to get the line 
he could he didn't mind making a bit of fun about himself mm. oh, no. as well. Sure. You know, different yep. things, putting daft hats yep. on and, and, mm-hmm. and then trying yep. things and he loved the funny he loved the and he loves the funny side of life he as does, well, which yeah. is great. He's great, hilarious. He's great yeah, he is. I think he's probably that company. is it because he's coming up for the games. He's going to be based at Hamden. So we'll get Jim on next week. Yeah, we're just three days away from Scotland against the Czech Republic. Remember, we're on from twelve o'clock on Monday so very different day listen surely the school children can watch it at schools we would appeal to all the schools come on it's a great cultural thing I think it may be John McGinn's old school that's right Clyde Clyde Bank Bank. they're allowing their pupils to watch a game so I think all school all school sorry should look at that Barry Ferguson what are you saying then to I think all schools should let um, their pupils uh, watch the Scotland game because listen it's been a long 23 years we want the full nation behind our team and hopefully to drive them on to a victory Ted Christopher is on the line a very very well known Scotland fan Tartan Army musician Ted good evening good evening how are you doing guys good thanks how are you what would you say to the teachers then the great teachers in Scotland oh absolutely um, I did a World Cup song back in 1990, which I co-wrote with a teacher. Uh, and at that time, he was letting his class watch uh, football games. So uh, yep. it's not anything new, yep. but I mean, we really need to do that. Let the, yeah. the whole country get into it. Yeah, and for the young people as well, you know, it's been so tough over a, a year and a quarter now. So the, this is such a special day. It's, yeah. it's part of learning, isn't it, overall? And so that, I think we've made that decision oh, here. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Well, that, my get my youngest daughter for Susan third yep. year at high school and her school decided to yep they're going to let them yeah, um, watch it she was buzzing um, about that because uh, the, 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 the kids primary school secondary school whatever the whole nation everybody's up for this and, and I'm sure it will happen she's in, in third year yeah yep. she's yeah, 32 okay. <laughs> <laughs> and remember listen it's been a tough 14-15 month Paul yeah it has as well yep. people need to take that into consideration right. yeah. um, so let, let the pupils I'm sure the as you say, as the great school teachers and the headmasters are, of head course. teachers are allowed, well, they want, they allowed want, to happen. They want to watch it as well. Yeah, of yeah. course. Who, who, yeah. Listen, everybody wants to watch it in Scotland. They've all got the screens now and everything. Yeah, It's not like the old days when the telly was sort of wheeled in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> BBC Two. Yeah. Uh, Ted, what are you thinking? Yeah. Ted, what are you thinking oh. about, the, about the matches? What, what do you reckon? I'm very confident, actually. Um, I, I think we can... At least get second in the group. I think we could win this group. Uh, I want to win this group because I want to go back to Wembley again. Yeah, of course. I later in the tournament. Yeah, because that, well, I don't know how many tickets we've got, but not very many. Uh, two, two and a half thousand, something like that. Thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm but, doing a gig at Wembley, which uh, I could have sold it five times over. I'm sure. The Scots that are going down just to watch the game on the telly. Yeah. When are you doing that? You're there next Friday. I'm there next Friday, yeah. Uh, I'm in a place which is right outside Wembley Stadium. Uh, yeah. It's now sold out, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's great. Great, great, Ted. And it's brilliant for everyone, you know, as Mark and Barry are saying, after uh, COVID, it's great uh, to be there. What about Steve Clark? What would you say about the manager and the job he's done? I think it's tremendous. Um, I think a lot of Scotland managers have done a, a very good job, much better than the media has given them credit for. Because uh, for years they didn't really have that much to to work on and depth a squad, uh, and Steve Clark's put together a squad which is uh, has got quality and depth. You know, it's it's, it's not going to be the end of the world if we lose one player, mm-hmm. uh, which previous years it might have been. You know, mm-hmm. Ted, did you get to some of the games? Oh, I know you did over the years. What was your favourite memory then of Scotland on the road? 
on the road. There's Hamden counties on the road. Absolutely, yep. <laughs> yeah. Winning for two minutes against England before Kane oh, equalised. Sure. <laughs> Probably got to be the biggest one for me. Wasn't that uh, phenomenal, Barry? The, the Lee Griffiths, the two goals, that was against England. It was amazing. Uh, two unbelievable free yep. kicks, let, let's be honest. Um, and I, I'm, I was the same. I, I thought it was done and, until, obviously... Harry Kane, Harry. and he's one he's mm. one player a week um, on Friday that we've got to keep quiet because he has he has let's be honest yeah. with you top class, mm-hmm. and it's not that he's getting to prove, but he's in the shop window. I mean, I don't know if Daniel Levy's going to let him go from Tottenham. Maybe not, but maybe. But he'll want to have a great tournament. Yeah, for me, I, I've got to be honest with you. I think he's the best striker in the world just now. Honestly, believe that. I, I mean, he's, he's the one striker that worries me. Mm-hmm. Mark, best in the world. Ah, he's, he's got to be. He's got to be right up there, um, and you know I think if the Spurs want a hundred million, they'll they'll, they'll get it. It'll be see what happens with him and the Haaland as well. The kind of two main strikers in demand. But um, yeah, it's funny. I was watching a rerun of the the game that Ted's talking about there, the two two game. I hadn't seen it for for a couple of years, and I just I, I kind of forgot just the quality yeah. of, of uh, Griffiths' two free kicks, oh. particularly the second one. How far out isn't he beat uh, Joe Hart? Um, uh, it was quite incredible. It was amazing, wasn't it? I know. I don't, I don't think we remember much about it because it was so late. We thought that was yeah. it in that game. Um, Ted, what about Scottish football in general? I mean, Barry is always saying here on Glasgow's own and Go Radio, and I love that he does. He says there's so much good football in Scotland, right down the divisions. And Gary, um, Barry's just come up, you know, with, took Kelty Hearts up to the, the second division. He's now an Aloha's manager, and there's a lot of good players in Scotland. I agree. I- Entirely. Uh, I mean, I'm, my domestic football, I'm a Sterling Albion supporter. Um, so, me and the other guy that go to watch the Albion... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 but no, no I'm, I'm on the road a lot, travelling yeah. um, throughout Scotland on Saturdays. And I watch a lot of Highland League football in particular. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's great. Good. It's great. And I think the, the future is confident for Scotland. Great, Ted. So, listen, I know you love the music, so we've got lots of different ones. Here's one of your favourites. On you go, Ted. Absolutely. Thank you, Muller. Can I beat him? Are you singing in the background there? I'm always singing in the background for Frankie Muller's thing. Uh, yeah, oh, he's brilliant, isn't he? Frankie Muller. So next week you'll be at Wembley, roundabout there, and uh, singing in the pub for some of the Scots fans there. It's going to be so special to... Oh, yeah, we're doing there. a couple of live streams as well before the, the home game. So um, they'll be on, on Facebook or on YouTube if you fancy uh, a wee party to get you in the mood for things. Um, then I'll, I'll be on live stream on them. Fantastic. Ted, thanks so much for joining us and uh, enjoy the tournament. Absolute pleasure again, guys. And uh, you enjoy it as well. Well, indeed. Yes, Ted. Ted has sold out at Wembley. Well, he has. He's sold out at Wembley. Yeah. Just around the corner. his Facebook thing so we could um, tune in here. We'll get it and we'll put it up. Okay, we'll put it up. up. There he is, Mr. Social Media. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the captain here. (laughs) (laughs) And do try to give Ted a plug. You made a great point. You're absolutely right. We should have got that from him. So you can hear how it's building up for the Euros starting tonight and then uh, on Monday, Scotland against the Czech Republic. And then we're on also from the Radisson Red next 
Friday evening. We'll be on six to eight. eight. Yeah. yeah, beforehand. We'll have all the build up. Mark will be on. Barry and I won't be, but I'll be on from Wembley. We've got Joe down there as well from News. Joe will be there with the fans. I'm, look, I'm looking forward. They'll be tuning in. It'll be great, um, won't it? Tuning yeah. in, Mark. Paul Lambert, Paul fantastic Lambert, yep. player for um, for Scotland, European Celtic, winner. Borussia Dortmund. Yep. Mm-hmm. You could go on and on. And exclusive and news: another former, a former international as well. Another yeah, one. Yeah, Burke, Chris Burke. Chris Burke. Um, got a lot of time for Burke again. Um, an ex-teammate of mine had a an excellent career and, and still, um, hopefully, he's going to continue to play. Yep. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know where he's where he's going to decide to play. I know Commander want to keep him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a few clubs are interested in him, so I'll be tuning in. Um, Listening to Mark lead the show. Yep. Mark, we're looking forward to that as well. So the but we're taking it one game at a time. And, and he's then... under a bit of pee now. I'm going to ditch Lambo for Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, he could be playing live. Well, yeah, let's wait and see. Uh, we've got to watch the socially distance. And then on the Tuesday, Tuesday night, we'll be on before kickoff the match with Croatia. But I, I, listen, let's wait and see. I, yeah? I, I just think the Croatia game, regardless of what happens in the first two. I think it's going to the wire. I think it's going to be able to play for in in in, in the Croatia game. Yeah, absolutely. Let's be. Yeah. Can I just say? Like, I never even thought about this. Martin had made the point two or three weeks ago. Like one uh, one, as long as you keep the back door shut in terms mm-hmm. of no conceding goals, you can get. And I, I never thought it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so defensively, I, I think in general terms we always look solid. Um, we don't look like conceding. Uh, a lot of goals so I, I think Monday's massive for us if we go off to a winning start we're near enough there Mark how does that work for those just tuning in how well, does it work obviously you know it's um, the best placed third placed teams in the, in the sections go through and if you look that was first introduced at Euro uh, 16 in France five years ago and a couple of teams I think it was Northern Ireland one of them with three points and a negative one mm-hmm. minus one Goal difference as bad as as long as you know, for example, as long as we don't go into Wembley and lose three 0 or something like that, we could still be getting into the Croatia game three yeah. 0 uh, sorry three points and a two 0 win or something like that could 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 get you through because of the extra places that are available to get to the last sixteen. So so much to play for um, in the in the tournament. Really, really, really excited. And look how Northern Ireland in the past have gone further. Yeah, Wales, Wales not yes, long ago did know. well I mean that's worth yeah. remembering isn't semi-finals. it yep. yeah. semi-finals Portugal put them out yeah. Ronaldo yep. with the header Wasn't remember it? that and yep. listen they, they've got a world class player in, in Gareth Bale at that time he was the top of his game um, Ramsey as well mm-hmm. but listen I, I look at we've not got a superstar but you know what we've got top players playing at a top level so we've got big stars just, yeah. yeah we're just as good as what Wales were so it just shows you Wales get to the semi-final. Is it a possibility we could? Why not? Why not believe in, in the group? Says. Yeah, listen, you've got to be positive. Look, you've got to go in, and that's the attitude I think our squad have got. Mm-hmm. They go in, and if you listen to Steve Clark, I believe that's what he says. I believe mm-hmm. that we can go and win games of football. Yeah, and that's the kind of attitude and mentality you've got to have. And I think it's not just the manager; it's that's seeped into the players now. As you said, keep the back doors, and that's I know that's a mantra for all managers in every game. But it just made me think again. The stats that Craig Brown came up with, you think, when we qualify for Euro '96 and Euro '90, only conceding three goals in an entire campaign in ten qualification games, only conceding three goals. You think it's absolutely nice. remarkable. It's and as he really said, it's not like we're Germany or, or Holland, you know, world class player, but just that collective unit that you know. You're Colin Calderwoods, you're Colin Hendricks, you're Tom Boyd, you're Davy Weirs, you're Christian Daly's, you're Craig Burleys, all those guys 
you know, that Tosh McKinley's, Callum Davidson's, all the guys that put in the 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 effort mm. to to make that happen with Jim Leighton and Andy Gorham mm. behind them. But it's some some stat that three goals in the entire qualification campaign brilliant that's phenomenal Barry Ferguson Mark Weedy Paul Cooney and more of your calls 08 08 17 17 700 it's the Go Radio Football Show the Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from 5 go right behind Scotland all the way with OPC Energy Limited Chris I can reveal I know Kenny Douglas was saying I say I see you on the radio well I can see Chris you're wearing a PSG top tonight what's it going to be for Monday oh it has to be a Scotland top which one mm. I kind of guess it was going to be Scotland what I meant was what, what, yeah, well, which I... era <laughs> but no thank you you were right most likely yeah. just the home the home one yeah. just the home keep it, keep it nice and simple go okay. back to the England game Barry you're going to wear one of your Scotland tops will you bring one in on 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 no, I, I've only got one left. Right. Um, th- that was my, my my debut, but it's, yep. it's uh, sadly up in the wall okay. in a frame, yep. and the rest I've I've gave away to like charities yep. and whatever. Um, always, I've kept two two strips. Yep. Great. My Rangers debut and my Scotland debut. Right. Are they both framed? Yep. Yes. Who was, was your Rangers debut again? Hearts. 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 Castle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Aye. Yep. They, they're the ones that meant, meant a lot. Listen, every jersey means a lot to me. Sure. Um, yep. But. Uh, there's only so much you can put up and I just thought what what are the special ones when you make your debut right. obviously for both the team that you you supported mm. and obviously your um, your country yep. um, so that's the, the ones that I've kept and that's the ones that are up in the wall um, I'm, and I'm proud of them you should be that's Barry Ferguson the former Rangers and Scotland skipper here and he is at the heart of our coverage of Euros 2020 Euros 2020 starts in one hour and 14 minutes the countdown is on the Stadio Olimpico in the Eternal City Italy against Turkey what do you think is going to happen Mark Guidi uh, Roberto Mancini's team yeah. I think they've, they've, they've got a chance I think there's half a dozen nations with a chance um, but let's say earlier Turkey in decent form um, the opening game tends to be a wee bit cagey um, but I fancy the Italians 1-0 that would be a great result for them because I think they would settle for a draw but Barry what do you reckon? well I was talking to Mark's Turkish barber um, <laughs> <laughs> he assures me that Turkey have got a good chance but yeah. I, I'm going to go listen it's, it's going to be um, a score draw for me I think mm-hmm. I yeah. think Turkey will surprise a lot of people I think, and I'm not just saying that I've, no, I've seen yeah. them a couple of games two or three games over the last year and they've got mm. not, not household names but very, very good players. So I think it'll be a, a score draw. And then Sunday, um, it's just this game great after games. game, isn't it? You know, England obviously yeah. uh, against Croatia. Spain, uh, Russia what, as well. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think of England, Croatia? Because that obviously is Group D. It's our group. What do you think? Uh, Home advantage, He thinks that they're still, they're still there or thereabouts. Um, I think the creations have peaked. Um, England, I think, interestingly enough, have never won an opening game of a tournament, but I think they'll change that on Sunday and I'll go England 2-0. England 2-0 against Croatia on Sunday at Wembley. Barry, what do you reckon? Yeah, look, I, I just look at England and they've got so many um, top footballers. It, it depends. I think he needs to go a four at the back. I don't think he can play a three at the back. I think he needs to get like Mount... Um, Foden, um, Grealish. I think all oh, the. I think the three need to play. Grealish really will start, do. won't they? Yeah. Grealish. I, I think the three of them will start, and I think they'll play Declan Rice, holding midfielder, mm-hmm. and he'll go with a back four and let them go and and do their stuff uh, with Harry Kane. Four two three one. 
No. Somebody, yeah. somebody else in beside Declan Rice? No. no, I think Declan Rice will, will play himself so, and mm. I think he'll go with a three up top. That will be um, Harry Kane, Foden in the right, Rashford in the left and then I think behind them, Grealish and Moult. Four, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And you reckon Rashford will start? Yeah. Got so yeah many I think he's got to go for it. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. think when they play a back three, uh, he's got to take one of the, the top players out there, guys that can go make a difference. Um, but listen, we just need to wait and see. But it's a great game. I mean, Saturday, Belgium against Russia, I think that'll be a cracker as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of good ah, games. Yeah. A lot of good. I'm looking forward to it. As you say, you've got the best players on show um, in the world so I'm expecting some top class games Paul and the Belgians of course uh, one of the best in the world aren't they De Bruyne again there's another player I mean wow what what do you say about him Mm -hmm. he's um, he can play anywhere on the pitch yep other big story in the last 24-36 hours as I heard in fact Joe Maguire broke it yesterday morning 9 o'clock uh, Ange Postecoglou is the new manager of Celtic. Uh, Barry, what do you make of it now? That the, the made a decision. He's not in town yet, but obviously, we, you know, we heard from him. Let's hear a, a quick word from the new Celtic manager. Yeah, it's pretty surreal, mate. Uh, it's obviously a, a fantastic and exciting opportunity for myself. You know, looking forward to to, to getting there and, and and starting work and experiencing the the special uh, atmosphere and environment that is Celtic Football Club. And his priorities? I've always said people have got to believe in me more than anything else. Uh, anything I say or anything I do beyond that um, will be fruitless if they don't believe in me as a person. And, yeah, that'll be my first task to make sure that, you know, everyone gets to understand me as quickly as possible. And, and then we start with all facets of the club. Um, you know, the priority is to, to get this club back to where it should be and where its supporters want it to be. And, uh, you know, from my perspective, uh, as I said, there's no shortcuts to that. We'll, we'll cover every base, mate, and, and make sure that we're ready for that first game. Sound bites, but he sounds very up and at him. Well, the most important thing for, for Celtic fans and the players, the speculation's now stopped and he's been mm-hmm. appointed. Um, it, as you say the sound bites have been good now I think people need to give him a, a chance they need to support him and get behind him and um, it looks if Celtic are going to give him the, the funds to go and obviously strengthen because they need to strengthen but he needs to get in and find out who wants to be there and who doesn't if somebody has got a, a, a small um, percent in their mind that they're, they're not sure they want to be there they need to get rid of him he needs to now be allowed to go and build his own team and he needs to be given a bit of time but we know what it's like in the West of Scotland you don't get too much time I think he'll know that I think he'll speak to people who knows who uh, know the Scottish game very well what it's like in the West of Scotland but for me now the Celtic fans need to get behind him and, and see how he does and, and try and support him Mark he was asked about style of play I've had a real passion for the game from a very young age and it was uh, thrust upon me a by my father and he loved the entertainers you know when I was growing up um, I had Kenny Dalglish posters all over my wall mate and um, you know he always pointed out the, the players who were entertaining who were attacking and that just rubbed off on me and and I knew the moment I started my coaching career that I wanted to produce football teams that A, my father would like to watch which is a basic premise but that people would love to watch um, I have a real clear idea on how I want my football teams to play and, and that is to make sure that you know our supporters don't sit down for 90 minutes he speaks very well. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, you can tell there's an enthusiasm um, there. He's believable in what he said. And I think in what he said so far, he's come across um, very well. But it's about what he does. And um, he needs support, Paul. And he needs to be allowed to make the footballing decisions. There cannot be interference. And he needs money. He needs serious money to go and rebuild Celtic. And the other two is, 
Ange Postacoglu can only be successful if Dominic Mackay is successful as chief executive. He needs to hit the ground running in the boardroom and they need to find a head of recruitment that can source good players from because Postacoglu can only work with the players that he's given. And yes, he can identify one or two to himself, but the recruitment at Celtic in recent times has been absolutely shocking and it needs to improve. And they will only be successful if those three key men, the manager, the head of recruitment and the chief executive are on the ball. You know, I've been in constant contact with uh, you know, the club CEO and uh, me and Dominic have already got a, a really good relationship going and he's sort of given me a, a great outline of where the club's at at the moment and what the priorities are from, from a playing point of view and a staffing point of view. Um, from my perspective, it's you know, when I get there, I will have done a lot of work anyway because I really think that you know, from the moment I sort of touch ground there, I, I get in amongst and have as much information as possible so that I can make the best decisions for the football club moving It's forward. a club I've followed for a long time and um, so I've kind of looked at their performance last year have an idea of where they're at uh, we want to start the season really positively and and, and start with the first game uh, but you know there's no magic uh, formula for that it's just hard work and you know once I get there uh, can't wait to get to work with the staff and the players I mean that's the exciting bit for me and uh, my job is to make sure they they all realize their potential and uh, and hopefully produce something special for the club and young talent finally I'm a big believer that if you can produce homegrown talent and, and, and players who have come through the club, for the player himself, there's an extra meaning to representing that football club. And I think even to the supporters because they see one of their own out there. And I think that's very important. First step of that is to make sure that the talent is being produced and nurtured at the club. And I want to get really involved with the academy process as well and, and, and see um, yeah, where they're at. They've produced some fantastic footballers in recent times. And uh, my job is to give those footballers an opportunity and, as I said, make them realise their potential. It's going to be interesting, Barry, isn't it? Game on. As it, it's great to hear that he, he's interested in um, the, the youth side of things, but his fa- first priority is first team making sure they're going to get back to challenging Rangers um, that can happen further down the line I like managers that want to bring through young players I was uh, a product of a, a youth system myself I love seeing it but he can't think about that now. he needs to get in get his feet under the table and start recruiting players seeing who wants to stay there see who can um, who he wants to keep who he can build the team round about so that will be his first priority without a doubt and he's up against a manager at Rangers. There's only can only be one successful team in this great city. And Stephen Gerrard has a two tough years, mm-hmm. but year three has been immense. Yeah, for him. And, and as Kenny Douglas said earlier in the program, he got the support. He got the support of the board. The fans were patient, and he got funds. He had good recruitment behind him, and he got funds to 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 go and build. And listen, we're, we're talking about Scotland. We're all excited, but I'm really excited about the new season um, as well. And as Barry will be, Paul. Yeah. Ange Postecoglou saying I can't wait for the first game the fixtures are out on Tuesday and um, we'll find out exactly the, the lie of the land for all the fixtures and that's always a good day as well certainly is yeah which one will we have now we'll come to something else in a moment or two. I just want to say good luck to a Paisley team seven year olds from Glenifer Thistle FC they're going to be walking to raise money from Ibrox to Hamden to Celtic Park on Saturday that's tomorrow raising money for club funds if you see them in their black strips give them a toot and a wave and maybe put something in as well for them that's brilliant isn't a it toot. yeah a toot that's, yeah, that's <laughs> thing, yeah. is that what you're doing in I, I, a toot I don't, I don't, I'm from Blantyre I don't know that's what it's, it's, yeah a toot what else would we call it a toot pump of the horn pump of the horn uh, yeah that's Barry likes it the uh, okay. a wee toot ah, indeed I'm wrong right. a wee toot. tell everyone because uh, we'll get a picture here the studio is bedecked oh, in Scotland colours oh, Barry is it taking you right back to 
playing. Yeah, listen, it's, it's brilliant. Yep. This is the sort of fever, as I said to you. Mm. Like at the start of the week when we were on on Monday, the build up would have been pretty slow during the week, but now you see we're hitting Friday into the weekend. The buzz will start to come about the place, and I can't wait for Monday, honestly. Can't wait to get to Radisson Red, um, get a few fans in, mm. get a feel for it, and hopefully uh, we get that important win. That's the most important thing for me. I don't care how we play, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I couldn't care less. Three points. What's it like before a big match? So what would you say? How will the players be feeling? Will Excited? they sleep much? No, no I don't, don't know sleep much. Then. Well, I can only speak yeah. from my side. I never slept much the night before a game. I was excited, nervous, a mixture of emotions. That's what it's... If I came into a game and I wasn't nervous, I never ever played well. Um, so I was nervous quite a lot. <laughs> and how much would you like to have played under Steve Clark? I would have loved to have said yeah. I just love yeah. I just love the way he comes across. He just he's a manager that um I, I respect in terms of I've heard people have played under him, what he does in the coaching field, keeps things very basic and simple, but you know your roles and responsibility uh, within within the, the kind of shape he plays and when I listen to him. I would just, I've always said on the TV, somebody that I would have enjoyed playing under. Barry Ferguson, we love working with you. We'll see you on, hear from you on Monday, 12 o'clock. I can't yeah. wait, I can't wait. Look forward to that. And Mark Guidi, fantastic. Same back on Monday. Brilliant. What a show tonight. Yeah, Craig Brown, CBE, and Sir Kenny Dalgleish. Yeah, it's been brilliant. A great programme, great insight, great memories from Kerry, from Craig, from Barry. Um, so, no, thoroughly enjoyed the the programme tonight no doubt it's, a, it's been the best in the business tonight and when you get in the car heading home Stevie Lennon is up next after the news I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy Gary what a job you did out there today oh, it, was, it was unbelievable you saw the customers faces when that boiler went in it was a really special moment and what about the overall performance unreal you, you could really feel the heat out there I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one thanks Gary come on for more information on boiler upgrades heat pumps and more visit opc-ltd.uk get ahead of the game with OPC Energy the Go Radio Football Show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5